0: Welcome to the Cybersecurity and Cloud Podcast, the podcast where we learn from cybersecurity experts how to stay safe, private, and secure on the cloud and in code. CSCP is hosted by Francesco Cipollone, your cybersecurity friend with a passion for all things cyber and sharing stories of other professionals with you. This episode is sponsored by AppSec Phoenix, the next generation application security platform, enabling organizations to run application security programs in a smart way. Visit www.appsecphoenix.com to learn more.
1: The topic that I want to discuss is probably the VC so because that's a new role that is coming up and I've been been VC swing around a few clients, but how do you become a VC? Um, What what does it mean? I don't know. I
2: I was an auditor before. So for me, virtual you is I'm taking them through a journey of transformation. Mm -hmm. So it's more like defining, getting a structure in place. So this is especially for the one I do, especially for companies who hasn't got good security you know some some of them doesn't even have a security policy when they started and then taking them through that journey of how do you build your team how do you change your culture to be more security aware more privacy aware and that, that so i got a friend here i assure you he's a naughty rascal making oh, noises sweet. yeah You're so be
1: uh, in the podcast as well
2: yeah hi teddy <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's pretty much how do you create that culture, support and also the governance and also improving their maturity model. So eventually they are more resilient and they know how to handle cyber attack. You know, how, do you, how to continue business with that and how to learn from it and grow from that. So I normally engage with clients with a gap assessment so I can understand their posture. Uh-huh. So I would go and conduct a gap assessment uh, and then find out from their people, process, technology, all areas and their privacy elements as well. And from that, then I get a good understanding of what the culture is, what the management things and how people are you know, behaving. All these things, I get a good understanding. Then I, I have designed a program where they go through certain stages and that would be including getting certified like... First, you get your cyber centius mm-hmm. then maybe i ask me and privacy side of things they nice at 27000 and also building capability within teams well, let, management let's remind
1: everybody that certification compliance doesn't mean security
2: no exactly so some companies just go through compliance just to tick that box oh, so this contract, is why sorry. you need, yeah exactly that's why you need that cultural transformation you know you don't make sh- you make sure that you apply those correct controls correctly and you know how to manage your connected devices the people process you have a process around your technology all that and uh, so it's a journey some companies it can take longer it's how they do things and I always get the management involved leadership is key because if the leadership buying is not there nothing down the line really matters because you know then it doesn't Top get you don't approach. get the right funding. Yeah, exactly. Top you, down you approach the, is still the right approach. Yeah. So the clients I've gone through, they're more medium sized clients that I've got now, which I'm virtual doing the virtual C for. And so some of them started with one person joining me on the call saying, Okay, how do we start this? And now they've start. gone through Yeah. So no security policy or anything. But over the months, now they got their IT teams trained to, you know, if something goes wrong, how to handle incidents. Their security teams are trained. they got a CISO. they got a DPO. So the team grew as we, you know, um, So their security structure. Yeah, so yeah, so we have a structure because I don't want people to go through and say, look, I'm the VC, so I'll, you do what I say, you know, ask you to do. But it's going through that structure. We have a program of going through different maturity models maturity levels and i'm loving it because it's every time it's a different customer different client and i get to learn about their culture as well understand how things work and some of the companies they have offices in australia uk and uh sri lanka and some of them uk india so they work in completely different, you know. Yeah, the uh, people aspect
1: way. back again yeah. and the culture of sharing and the culture of admitting failure. I've yeah. seen that in, in different locations is, is treated us as, as everybody has a very different approach on yeah. on how to treat an audit or how to treat maturity matrix or maturity models. Yeah. Like, how, how do you use the maturity model and how these perceive?
2: And also, like, basic cyber hygiene. You know, even there's, like, I've had big companies who doesn't even have the basic cyber hygiene. But they have, like, this big, you know, uh, expensive security technology gadgets and things like that. And they are twenty seven
1: thousand one compliant.
2: <laughs> yeah, but to their Data center or the IT closet. cabinet, yeah, exactly, I'm but not for the seen, whole company.
1: I've actually seen one room being ISO 27001 for a company nobody actually even even mentioned. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can pass anything if you have the right yeah. or the wrong auditor. But like, I didn't think the broom, I mean, I would... Not the part, broom closet, but it's like part of, of the company that doesn't didn't have any IT, so not even data center
2: oh Just yeah like, I've seen that as well so where like they would have their their uh, office 27, 000. 27, 000. Like, yeah.
1: you don't keep anything in the office it's like you have people so eventually you certify a couple of processes and then you have a backup strategy for people But
2: yeah.
1: and that's the whole thing about you know compliance is not security
2: yeah so I, I, I always highlight the importance of going through cyber hygiene you know and also, um, vulnerability management. If you don't have proper vulnerability management programs as well, then you, how are you managing your vulnerabilities? How do you grow oh, yeah. from that kind of thing? Yeah. So and how do you also, involve the
1: risk and compliance and the rest of the management team on recognizing the risk yeah. of the culture of risk acceptings without understanding the impact? That's yeah, a big and transformation also, I'm going through right now as well.
2: Creating different portfolios, you know, your operations side, your risk, GRC compliance or, you know, how do you separate cross-train people or train new hires, you know, things like that. Uh, so, yeah, it's taking them through that journey. And when I first started, I was I was never one who would like to do one CISO job because I thought it would be very challenging. For me, I would never take on a job like that because first, I don't have the experience to be like a CISO for a bigger company yet and you tend and, to burn out yeah you get burnout and and There's a lot of responsibility
1: may, as well
2: yeah so that's why I started with small to medium companies and like most of my clients are SMB type clients for virtual CISO and and that helped me because they looking back they started with nothing but now they're gone through matured and and you know everyone's aware. I mean, the moment I go in, they know who I am because they're going through that painful process of, okay, Charlie said to do this. (laughs) They're
1: going from kindergarten to primary school.
2: Yeah, it's it's fun. And some people come and uh, even tell me like, I'm talking like you now. Everywhere I go, I ask questions when they collect my data.
1: (laughs) I don't know if that's a positive or a negative thing.
2: I think it's a positive thing. You know, you should always (laughs) ask questions. Um, So it's, it's, it's very satisfying. Uh, yeah, I really love what I do.
1: <laughs> good, you're leaving the mark. You're leaving a good mark. <laughs> Thanks.
0: This episode is brought to you by the generosity of AppSec Phoenix Limited. AppSec helps startups and enterprises solve complex software security problems by using smart data aggregation and complex machine learning software. Discover how AppSec Phoenix helps CISO and developers remove friction and maximize the use of DevSecOps professionals at www.appsecphoenix.com. AppSec Phoenix is the new and smart dev first way to manage your software vulnerability. Follow the tag, hashtag AppSecSmart.
1: So we talk about the VC, so the very high level, but if, if you mentioned people want to start getting inside, but when you want to start getting inside, but well, I want to mention a few forums that we have so that people knows where to go and, and I share the links in the video when, when I share the podcast. But most important, how do you start it, Cyber? What are the parts that you have available? What what is the one that you're comfortable sharing? Where you grow and evolve. And then I share my view.
2: I think for me it's curiosity, you know? Am I being hacked? Am I protected? You know, where is my data? All these things has to start within you need to understand you know the mobile device this is probably the most powerful device and it's a whole life there out there right who's protecting it are we protected and who's watching us is anybody watching us things like that i always think that i'm being hacked and And you know <laughs> you become always paranoid. assume the worst. yeah yeah, that, that's, yeah that's
1: the key thing It's like you' become paranoid is a perk of the job <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah so and and I try to question a lot of the things I see so if someone has that curiosity and wanting to learn the passion also then it, you can start anywhere really I mean there are a lot of platforms she seeso is one of the platforms where you can you know get in but I think I think the internet is out there. There's so many content, free content out there that you, if one wants to learn, they can start with YouTube, but for it's, example.
1: I think it's, it's getting overwhelming. I mean, there is so much free content that if you want to – I have a lot of people ask me, okay, where do I start? There is so much stuff. Do I yeah. start on the infrastructure side? Do I start on the cloud? Because now cloud is cool. Do I start on pen testing? That's well, that's, everybody. The,
2: those people have at least got to that stage. They know what cloud and infrastructure is, right? For someone who's really new, like let's say take for a you know, someone like coming from accounting background, has no had no experience in cybersecurity or a student. Where do they start? I think Internet is the first place to start, because there's so much to learn and to research on about. I mean nowadays we used to nowadays we're used to googling everything, right. So have you, have you done that part? If, if someone has not even done that part, then I don't think they're interested, to be honest, because: you but know, It can
1: be overwhelming, so I, I, I tend to hit with a lot of people that are overwhelmed. It's like, where do I start? Really, Where do I start?
2: yeah I think I mean look at something like say for example if you want to start painting
1: Mm -hmm.
2: what would you do?
1: You google how to start painting (laughs) how to paint
2: (laughs) right so and then what kind of painting is out there and what kind of uh, different styles of art and painting so it's a similar thing right I mean I can remember I when I came to UK I didn't even know how to make a cup of tea um or even cook.
1: That's a crime. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: you, you, not, was, not being able
1: to cook in UK is fine, but not being able to make a cup of yeah, tea, Yeah, so I
2: got to I'm a point to like eat. I'm starving. Mm-hmm. I had to start from somewhere. So I start Googling, you know, how to do things, how to cook. So I learned, and I'm, I'm probably one of the best cooks. As my husband, I can really cook well, and I can make, make lots of nice cakes. I learn all from YouTube. Just watching YouTube, and I got really good at things and decorations. So it, it's just like that. Cybersecurity is not any different. You know, how do you protect yourself from different threats? You know, you you clever enough not to put your child out there for people to come and touch them. You know, yeah. you have you know you have all your jewelry and all the assets hidden inside your house somewhere. You have different layers of putting physical security. You know, you have your the best locks you can get, the the gate, the dogs, the guards, whatever. Right. So thinking about how do you apply that in digital life?
1: Even though your dog doesn't look like much of a security dog, it doesn't like security. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, it's not. It's just common sense, right? Yes. And, you know, thinking about how can you be protected because your life, your data is out there. And, you know, companies now can even tell how depressed you are by just looking at how you type or how you move your you, cursor you, you
1: can't. You can't avoid that without going full paranoid. I think there is a threshold that you, you need to have going full, tinfoil hat, paranoid, uh <laughs> in a room, and everything is disconnected in order to use the tool that you have available right now, yeah. you have to compromise on data that your data is going to be out there. And as you just, as you said previously, assume breach.
2: Yeah, breach or just being, getting robbed, you know. <laughs> Once you get robbed, you know, okay, next time, I'm not going to carry my wallet in the back. I, I should put it in there. So
1: it's like... Or maybe check every now and then.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, and and it's the same thing, you know. What, if, what happens if your bank a credit card gets stolen and someone took a loan after your name? Things like that. And it happens to every one of us nowadays. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a common thing. So it's Assume just breach. that curious. Yeah. So assuming that and then taking precautions, so one step at a time. So it has to that's why I always it has to start within, you know, with you. If you are mm-hmm. not taking it seriously, you can't go and preach other people are you need to do these things and also your family. And I always, I'm so against when people go and put their children's pictures on online. I just don't know why they do it because they have no right to put your no child yeah exactly that kind of things that you know you need to think before you act you know what are you doing why are you doing this what is the purpose of you know what are you trying to achieve things like that
1: um awareness awareness is getting better though people don't share passwords or well, sometimes they do what i uh, just deleted little mine <laughs> from the <laughs> yeah. whiteboard when you do on video and stuff like that um but
2: I mean, it's the stuff it's getting that, more you know, like we, that. Yeah, we learn mm-hmm. at uh, when you were kids. You know, your parents would they don't eat things. You know, if a stranger gives you sweets and things, don't you know talk to strangers. If a stranger, stranger sent you
1: a file, don't don't. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so, so nice why like not really? <laughs> Exactly. Why do you click on that attachment? Why do you click on the link if you don't know the person? There is
1: no culture, so there is no education in terms of this thing. Maybe, maybe it's getting better right now. Uh, there is a lot of organization that does uh, teaching. Jessica, Dr. Jessica Parker uh, is doing a lot of this activity with, I don't remember when was the last one, but she does a lot of this awareness for school and kids. I mm. think you get a little bit better basic cybersecurity hygiene. It's like how you keep your password, how what kind of information you share online, how do you not trust people online? Because we naturally trust all the people. It's like people trust each other by nature.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's the opposite thing about security. But it is getting, yeah. it's, uh, from my perspective, it's talking more about it. It's getting more public without demystifying, and going all paranoid. Because that's the throwback of it.
2: Yeah, I mean at some point we are all going to get hacked. It's yeah. just we don't know when. And it's it's taking that precautions, um little things and even for, you know, some people think oh, I'm not in cybersecurity. I'm not I don't want technical stuff. I I don't like technology, but you can't do that. And uh you need to have some kind of understanding of what kind of tech is around you, you know, starting from your phone, you know, using a phone. Are you using like the other day I we were doing a test to see what phones are vulnerable for bluetooth attacks mm-hmm. and and it was it was a vulnerability that has come out like years ago and there were still phones coming up with excuse uh, uh, with bluebone attacks yeah so things like that you know when you're buying a phone you have to look at is it is it supported still you know where is it coming from you know is it a fake phone or is it original phone does it get patched often and you know are you what kind of controls are you going to put in to make sure that data is safe little things um starting at home i think i i i don't encourage people to say yes you have to be a, the hacker straight away right It's it's just little common sense uh that you need to little step at a time that you need to look at and not think security as a is rocket science you know it's mm. not rocket science it's just applying practical. all those practical things and common sense into your life and, and, you know, taking one step at a time. But for someone who wants to really get into security, they always find a way, you know. So if you boil it down find. to
1: one, it's like, be distrustful and ask questions.
2: Yeah, you should operate on zero trust.
1: Zero trust, people, zero trust, network, zero <laughs> trust, phone, zero <laughs> trust, anything, anyway, Zero trust dog.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i mean i mean i may be wrong but that's just my personal opinion um i don't think a lot of people have you know there might be people who agree with that but you know it's just defining what makes you comfortable because <laughs> you can't really trust anyone 100% and it's no, not it's because true. people are untrustworthy but because people can do stupid things right without knowing and so you, that's why you have to always be cautious and second and question I
1: think. yeah all right, I think we've run almost to the end of it. Unless there is any other question that we can actually ask without being banned from YouTube.
2: I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get that, what she said. No, I, I'll tell you I, later. I said I'll pass. Uh, Twitter, oh, okay. Twitter drama. What about Twitter drama?
1: No, oh, we don't, 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 give me we that. don't talk about <laughs> Twitter drama. <laughs> I personally banned that topic from this mentoring Monday.
2: <laughs> yeah, I still don't know how to operate it, so I, I, just <laughs> <it's> too much. <laughs> it, it just goes
1: in cycle. The drama goes in cycle. I had my yeah. fair share of it. Other other people close to me had their fair share of, of it. It's like I think it's a part of the bias. Like if you say, it goes back to actually saying something that somebody called. Cool, feel it affect them personally and then as again managing people is again the skill it's like managing people managing emotion and i had to say to be fair right now nowadays on social media you always have to be positive and nice you can't take position because i think it's really hard to take position on anything
2: i think constructive criticism is not bad and you should always you know there's this saying if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it And being constructive is a different way. But I don't believe in calling out on people or anything like that because sometimes if there's a conflict or disagreement, I think it's best to take it outside of social media and have a talk, chat. No, I agree. Understand, yeah. I agree. Um, It's
1: like shouting at a person in public. In the middle of a room, you're going to get the worst possible reaction from that person. Or that yeah. group of person ever,
2: so because we always have to understand people come from different backgrounds, different cultures, and the way they think is different. And we always have to check the evidence and the facts as well, you know, to, before we say something or make an assumption of someone. We always have to think: Are we making the right decision? You know, have we given a fair chance for that person? Mm-hmm. So that kind of thing, I think, is important. And social media can break you, or I don't know. It's just elevate or break you from a day to another. Yeah, it can get really unpleasant and end of the day you are the one who can suffer. Mm-hmm. So is it worth taking that risk? Or just leaving it it's it's you know, we're human beings I think
1: we all yeah we all make mistakes. We all learn from our mistakes and I think that's that's the important of it. And yeah. the best advice I can give to everybody, don't think that because you're behind the keyboard you have you sheltered is actually the opposite. Yeah true very
2: true i Look, mean you learn from your mistakes
1: yeah i think as if you're in a big room full of people and you need to address them collectively or you have to address one person individual social media management skills another another element to teach in your in your shoes <laughs> works
2: yeah we, we talk about a uh, lot around emotional intelligence side of things and branding and building eminence as well so um one of my favorite topics i think more than branding i like building eminence adding value to the communities and your teams and uh, society i think that's how we should go on about and also having good ethics and values
1: nice a nice good positive message at the end and i think unfortunately we'll reach the end of it so New sure. beginning of the year, Charlie. You've been the first guest, despite thank the technical you. difficulties and dogs.
2: <laughs> Sorry about the technology issues.
1: Now I know I was. Always
2: uh, I, the technology. Yeah, <laughs> and the dogs. <laughs> and the dogs It's a new one. Always yeah, the
1: technology and the dogs. I like them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, nine o'clock. Is it nine? Eight o'clock here. All so right. thank you so much for having me. It's always been fun joining this course. Okay, then. Thank, thank, you thank you very so much. Thank you much. Thanks for listening. And,
1: and enjoy the hot weather And great
2: 2020. <laughs> good
1: luck for the 2020. Thank we you. Bye. Jenny. Bye.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and post it on social media tagging Cybersecurity Cloud Podcast. For a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card, discover other episodes at www.cybersecuritypodcast.com.